Thank you for listening to Liberty Christian Center's podcast. Let's join Pastor Paul Carlson for today's message. It's an amazing thing with his word is because, you know, you get God's word in your heart and it's just like, you know, it's like taking super duper vitamins or something. You don't know everything it's doing, but if, you're, if you saw the commercial, you know it's going every part of your body doing all kinds of crazy, wild, good things, you know. God's word. It'll change you from the inside out, you know. And, and you know, you might be facing troubles. If you live in this world, inevitably, you're going to be challenged, okay? Because you're here and the devil is here. That, that equation spells that you're going to have challenges. But I'll tell you this, that if you just make the word, your diet, the make the word, your quest, you know, and getting that on the inside of you, it'll change things. It'll cause you to put on your Superman suit, you know, and, and leap over tall buildings and all that kind of stuff, race faster than speeding bullets or whatever. It'll cause you to overcome in life. Praise the Lord. Turn in your Bibles to Psalm 20. Verse 7, we're going to start in this morning. We started last week talking about the name of Jesus. And I want to continue in that vein today. You know, what's the goal of this, Pastor? Why are you talking about the name of Jesus? Because I, I, I want to see our faith grow. I want to see this become second nature. I want to see us live on a higher place and, 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 and use the name the way it was given to us to use. But in Psalm 20, verse 7 and 8, it says this, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They're brought down and fallen, but we're risen and stand upright. Now, you know, God is not ever against us having horses and chariots. He's not against you having money in the bank. He's not against you, you know, having a, a, a nice car and a home. But what he is against is us ever putting our trust in anything but him. And this scripture says this, that some trust in these things out here. But there can be brought down and fallen. But when we put our trust in the name of the Lord our God, you know, we're going to rise up in life. He's going to, it's going to look like times where, where we're going to be put under. But I'm telling you this, God will raise us up. He'll raise us up and cause us to stand when it looks like we shouldn't be standing. Hallelujah. Anybody can stand when everything's calm and cool. But I'll tell you what, children of God, people trusting in the name of the Lord our God, we rise up and stand when the winds are blowing. Hallelujah. Psalm 91.14. What we're talking about here is keys to living in victory on planet Earth. This is everyday Christian stuff. This is stuff we need to, you know, just have be second nature, like I said. You know, when the crises of life come, we're not going to wonder, what should I do? But it's going to come out of us. You know, it's going to come out of us. We're going we're to walk in the victory that God prepared for us. Psalm 91, 14, it says this, Because he set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. You know, we serve, you know, a delivering God. You know, he, delivered, he has delivered us. He's delivered us. Jesus did the work so we could be free. What are you free from today? Are you free from oppression? Are you free from, from guilt and condemnation? Does that stuff ever come on you? Not you. Not me. No, no. I 
tell you what, sometimes I've had to, I've had to struggle with condemnation, guilt or whatever. You know, sometimes I acted grumpy or whatever. I, you know, I was crabby. On, you know, the easiest place to be crabby is when you're driving your car. Have you ever noticed that? You can act different when you're driving your car than you'd ever act if you just ran into people in person, you know, because you're in the confines of your car. And one time, I remember in Haiti one time, some of you guys know what I'm talking about, man. Driving in Haiti was insane. And, and you know, you did it every day. You kind of got into a groove. Seriously, when I would drive in Haiti on a normal day, it would be nothing for people to drive so close to me in the oncoming traffic that my rearview mirror would get knocked into the, the door of my car. You know what I mean? It would just go boop. Like, you know, when you're going through the, the car wash, they'll sometimes they'll push your mirror in. That would happen just driving in traffic almost every day. Just zoom, zoom, zoom. And I remember one time this guy did something that was just to me, you know, it pushed my button. Pastor, do you ever, have, yeah, sometimes it's happened, okay? It pushed my button, and, and I'm telling you, and, and, and I just got, got, anger came on me, and it was like I found myself kind of like mm, gripping the wheel and everything. And then I remember it just came myself. I thought, what are you doing, preacher boy? You know, what are you doing? We can be free. Everybody, you know, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. And it says a righteous man will fall seven times. But it says the Lord will raise him up again. If you've fallen, the good news is, is you can get up. And the one way I've found to get up is just using the name of Jesus. Sometimes when guilt, condemnation, all that stuff has tried to bombard my mind, sometimes I'll speak to it. And I'll say, in the name of Jesus, I command you to lay off me. Take a hike. Go. Say, say, say this. Say, go. go. In the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Go. go. This is just practice, okay? Now, I don't want anybody to leave right now. But, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I remember one time, one time uh, I, I worked for this man. And he was kind of, people viewed him as a very hard businessman, okay? And, and he was my direct boss. And he, I remember he took me aside one, one day and he says, says, Paul, you've got to practice saying no. Anybody ever tell you that? Anybody ever tell you practice saying no? And he says, I, I, I suggest this, that you go home tonight and look yourself in the mirror and practice saying no different ways. Just get used to saying it. No, 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 you know? And, and, you know, embarrassed to say I did do it, you know, <laughs> didn't make sure nobody was looking, you know, whatever, but, but I did. But you know what? Sometimes you need to practice using the name of Jesus. You know, what do you say when trouble comes? What do you say, you know, when, when, when things that are coming that are just not from God? Well, one thing I do is I use the name. Someone says, well, I think you're just too far out there. How do I know if, if, you know, if it's a time I should use the name? or if you're... This is what I tell people all the time. I tell myself, I think this way. I think, what would it hurt? Yes. What would it hurt? You know? I mean, I, 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 dealing with people. Anybody ever deal with people? <laughs> I love people, you know? But, but uh, sometimes the devil makes things kind of funky with people. Well, you know, you've got to use wisdom in every situation. 
But sometimes it would be a good thing when you're dealing with funkiness to just in maybe in the privacy of your own, you know, closet. Or maybe in your car. Is your car your closet? Sometimes, what am I talking about cars today? I, I think I need to go for a good long drive. Yeah. Anyway, but, uh, you know, sometimes people get in their cars and their cars are like their prayer closet. Has that ever been that way for you? I remember I had this old Chevy van. It's what I went to Rima in. It's this old yellow van. You know, it was one of them that you put the, uh, I put this big curtain up between the driver's, uh, back of the driver's seat and the, the front, front end because the reason was is because the heater was so bad. It, I had to capture every bit of heat that there was. But I had no radio in this van. You know, this is back, man, this is before I was married, and, you know, I was like, I was, whatever. But I had no radio. I had no A-track player or CD player. I had a CD. Come on, let's be real. Hadn't been thought of. But, uh, but I had nothing in there. So you know what I did? I prayed. I would pray. When I'd get in that thing, I'd pray. Sometimes your car can be your prayer closet. Who was that, that lady? Was it um, the Methodist guy? Who's the founder of the Methodist? Wesley. I think it was him that had a, his mother. He was like a, one of like a dozen kids. And his, his mother, was he, he was he told that his mother was a godly woman. And, you know, with 12 kids, you could go one of either way. You know, you're either insane or, 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 or you, you, get, you press into God. <laughs> I never prayed in tongues so much as when I was a young parent. I mean, you know, they give you this kid and send him home. Everything's cool. You get home, everything isn't cool. <laughs> they do all kinds of things in the middle of the night. And, and uh, you know, that's, that's when I, I found, you, you know, it was a good time to pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. You know, I just prayed, prayed a lot. I'd walk the floor. You'd never guess a guy like me would pace the floor. But I'd pace the floor with the kids, you know. This is my move. This is my dad move. Take them, you bounce them, you know. And I'd robo sobo, you know. I'd pray, <laughs> pray in tongues. So anyway, sometimes you get in your car, you know. It's your, it's your prayer closet, you know, wherever your prayer closet is. Well, anyway, Wesley's mom, what she would do is she'd get down in the kitchen and she'd pull her apron over her head pull her apron over her head. Why'd she do that? She was getting away from things. You know, when you pray, you don't need to shut your eyes. And I highly recommend that if you're in your car as your prayer closet, you don't shut your eyes. Yeah, keep them open. But, uh, but uh, <laughs> you can be really in the spirit, you know. But, but uh, you know, Jesus said to watch and pray, so you can do that. But, but, you know, sometimes shutting your eyes is just a way to shut everything out. You know, you don't need to get religious like, oh, I can only pray with my eyes shut. Oh, my eye open, it doesn't count. Come on, be real. Praying works with your eyes open. Praying works with your eyes shut. But sometimes shutting your eyes can close things out and help you focus more on God. That would be a benefit of it. But uh, any case... You know, you're dealing with people. Sometimes, you know, I just get away and get quiet, and I'll say, Father, I just pray for that person. Sometimes I deal with people, you know, when I used to work in a, a, a factory situation, we were always having people things happen. I mean, it was probably what my job was, was putting out fires. 
And, and, and sometimes I'd go home and, and, and I'd, 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 I'd smell like smoke. You know what I mean? You've been putting out fires all day and you, you, you go home, you smell like smoke. You know, you're affected by what you're dealing with. So sometimes I'd just say, well, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I speak to this stuff. I'd, before I'd go in the morning, I'd, I'd pray with Dana on the couch. I'd say, in Jesus' name, I, just, I, I take authority over the attitudes that, that have been plaguing me on the job. This, this foul thing that's tried to creep into my crew, you know, I commanded to go in Jesus' name. You know what? That stuff works. There's been days I know that I, I've, I've faced things going into work, you know, when I used to work in that situation, that I dreaded going in. Dana and I, just a couple minutes on the couch, we didn't, you know, we didn't like, you know, chew the carpet. We didn't lay on the floor and go, oh, you know, I mean, sometimes that happens. Sometimes people do that. But, but I mean, I'm just talking, we sat there on the couch drinking coffee and just said, in Jesus' name, you know, I command that stuff to go. And I'd go in and all these things I dreaded, wow, it just worked. It was all good. You know, someone once told me this. When you're dealing with problems, always deal with the spiritual end first. Always deal with the spiritual side of things first. And many times, not always, but many times, you won't even have to handle the natural things. They'll take care of themselves. Spiritual things can be behind the physical things that you and I face in life. But thank God we've been given a name that's above every name to deal with things in life. When I talk about the name of Jesus, again, there's always themes on Sundays. I, I have to get here to find out what they are. <laughs> I wish I was so good that at Saturday I'm sitting here in the office, I figure out all the themes or whatever we're going to hit. I'm not that good. But when I get in, you know, see, there's a theme. Church isn't just for Sunday mornings. The name of Jesus is not just Sunday, you know, clothes. Sunday, go to, go to church stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, Jesus' name, yeah. Ooh. Praise the name of Jesus, yeah. Ooh. No, the name of Jesus and what we're talking about is stuff for you to use day in, day out. On the job, in the marriage, with the, the friends, with the family, when you're driving. All the things you do that are natural. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. It says, uh, because he set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I'll set him on high because he's known my name. I know Dana and I, one time uh, years ago, before we had kids, that's how I date things, you know. So it had to have been 20-some years ago. We went on a vacation. And we went down to uh, visit my family in, in Texas. And I, I remember Doug and Faye, Dana's folks, they lived in Kansas at the time. So, you know, what do you do? You make family trips. First you go to Kansas, hang out a little bit there, and then you go down to Texas, okay? That's how family things go. But I know when we were in uh, Kansas, Faye, Faye my mother-in-law, said, well, you're going to drive my car on the next leg of the trip. I said, cool. <laughs> I like that. So she gave us her car to drive, and we went down to Texas, and we went to uh, stay with my sister at that time. And while we were there, see, all my relatives lived down there, and, and, uh, and uh, we decided to go over and visit one of my cousins. 
And, and how, how that happens, that they're all down there, I don't know, because we all started in Minnesota, but, but they all went to Texas, except me and Dana. But anyway, so we, uh, we um, went to, we we're going to go visit my cousin one night, and there was enough of us that we had to take two cars, and I was going to follow my brother-in-law, Stan. And, and he's a great guy, a great driver, and his foot, you know, I think there was lead bars in it because he, you know, he, he, was, he was hard to keep up with on these country roads where I didn't know where I was going in, in the, you know, East Texas. So we're, we're driving, and I remember Dane and I were in, you know, Faye's car, and, and uh, I had two nieces in the back seat, Sherry and Mandy, and they were just kids at the time, like 10, I don't know, 12, somewhere in that range, but uh, just kids. And, and uh, we're driving down this Texas road, and the, the way the road was is on one side, it was a clear shot. There was nothing but fields. But on the other side, about every mile, there was an intersecting road. Now, we had the complete right-of-way. Every road that intersected to the right, they had a stop sign that they had to observe in order to gain access to this road we were on because, you know, it was the highway. And... and um, following trying to keep up with my brother-in-law Stan and he's clipping down the road I'm telling you I'm coming up to this one of these intersecting roads and I see in my peripheral vision this car coming at a good speed and at first I saw it and I thought in my mind well he's gonna stop and the closer I got I thought I hope he's gonna stop and then the closer I got again I was like my goodness I don't know if he's gonna stop and, you know, we just kept going, and, and here this guy kept going, and he, by law, had to stop because there was a stop sign. But sure enough, that guy, right at the moment we hit that intersection, came barreling through into our, right, right into our lane of traffic. Well, you know, I, I'd like to say I was, you know, so good, you know, at what I'm talking about today. Like I said, you know, we're talking about the name of Jesus, and, you know, when Christ has come, that it would just come up right out of the inside of you. Well, I wasn't quite that good. Dana, however, the very first thing that she did is she started saying Jesus. She, she tells it, she said, I could see the whites of that guy's eyeballs and his eyes were as big as saucers because he realized about that moment that he was going to come through that, that we were coming, he was coming and boom. So I, my mind though, you know what I thought? I thought, oh man, I just washed this car. That's, that's what, seriously, that's what came into my mind. I'm sorry, but that's, that's what did. I've gotten better over the years. Thank God, Dana, she says, Jesus, Jesus. And I, I, at the moment this all happened, I immediately took, uh, I went across the oncoming lane of traffic, which there was no cars coming. I could see that. I went over and I went down the ditch on the other side and I went up. I never stopped once. And when we got to the other side of the intersection, the guy, you know, he was going, whoa, what was up? And, and the two nieces in the back seat, they thought I was like, you know, Rockford or something, you know? <laughs> they thought, wow, Uncle Paul, I never saw driving like that. I'm like, that was the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus will deliver you. It'll deliver you from trouble. It'll pull you out. We read a lot of versions of that verse last week, but, but one of them said it'll rescue you from danger. Sometimes when, when the crises of life come, you don't know some eloquent prayer to pray. You don't want to pray some eloquent prayer. You don't want to go mental. You want to pull out of your heart something better than I, I wish, you know, I 
man, I just washed this car. That's not the best thing to pull out. But I'm telling you what, the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus. That's why we're talking about this this morning. We're talking about the name that's above every name to heighten our faith. Faith comes by hearing. And we hear talk about this stuff. I'm telling you what, our faith will rise. You know, it, it, it would be a good thing to meditate on, you know, for a month or two is the power in the name of Jesus. Get yourself some Jesus scriptures. You know what? They're in there. They're in the Bible. And begin to meditate on them. Begin to just take a few and just, you know, maybe, you know what I always say, I write them out on some cards or something or put them in your, your phone in, in a, a, a program and write them in there. And, and just periodically through a day, just, just pull them out and speak them out loud. Say them over your life. Meditate on them. You know, when you do meditate on them, allow them to register in your heart. Don't just let it be a mental exercise. Anybody can do mental exercises, but, but what really counts is getting these things in your heart and, and allow them to, to penetrate who you really are and be who you are. In uh, John 16, 26, Jesus, I'm going to just read you the Living Bible. He said this while he was on the earth. He said, uh, well, in that day, he says, you'll present your petitions over my signature. And I will need to ask the Father to grant these requests. He said, I'm giving you the authority. I'm giving you the power to use my name. He says, you're going to present your petitions over my signature. And it won't be any need for me to bring them to the Father. He'll see that. And it'll be like I did it myself. Wow, did you, did you, did you catch that? Yeah. When you use Jesus' name, it's as if Jesus did it himself. You think there's power if Jesus were to, to pray? I think so. I think so. Jesus said, you can use my name. It'd be like I'm praying. Is that, that, that's almost, that boggles our minds. That almost makes us go, can you really say that? Yeah, I'm saying what Jesus said. Jesus said, you've been given the authority to use my name. In Mark 16, Mark 16, verse 17, it says this, and these signs... They'll follow them that believe. Believe what? People believe all kinds of things. But Jesus said, these signs will follow people that believe in my name. They'll cast out devils. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it'll not hurt them. They'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I want to camp on this for a moment this morning, just for the few moments we have left, and tell you this, that there is healing in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name of Jesus. This may seem like, again, like Christianity 101, but that's all right. That's kind of who I am, Mr. 101, okay? And, and um, I'm telling you, this is where you get messed up the most, is in these basic things. So we need to go over them, you know? It's living by faith. Hallelujah. I liked what you shared, Rob. That was a good word. Living by faith. Using the name daily. It needs to be second nature. Using the name. You know, we don't want to just repeat the name like a parrot. You know, you could teach a parrot to say the name of Jesus. And that would be okay. That would be a cool thing. You know, I know people in the church that have talking birds. That would be great to have a bird say the name of Jesus. But that's not the same as you saying the name of Jesus from your heart. That's not the same as you making deposits of the word on the inside of you and, and, and meditating in the power in that name and then just speaking that name out. You know, that verse says that the, these signs will follow them that believe in my name. 
And then the last one it says there is, they'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. This would be a good thing to do. Just when you got some spare time this week, you know, maybe when you're on break at work or when you're, you're uh, at home, you know, you know, take some time instead of watching TV, just look at your hands, you know, and don't examine how dry they are because of the weather. But look at your hands and, and talk to yourself and say, I believe in the name of Jesus. And Jesus said, I could lay these hands on the sick and they'll recover. Jesus didn't say, well, now if you're an evangelist or a pastor or an apostle, then you could lay hands on the sick. No, he said, if you believe in my name, believe. Say, I, say this with me. In fact, put your hands out in front of your face and say this with me. Say, I believe in the name of Jesus. Jesus said, I could lay my hands on the sick and they'd recover. They'd recover. There's power in that. I, I, I remember, you know, again, I, one time I had a job and it was just, a, you know, it was, a, it was a running a machine. And I tell you, you guys ever run machines before on a job? You know what that means? That means if it, the machine is running good, your job is a breeze. The only reason you're really there is for when the machine breaks down. It's kind of how life is, okay? When things are going good, enjoy that moment, Okay. So I'm sitting there running this machine, and, and uh, it was running like a dream. It was going great. And uh, one of them days where, man, uh, you know, I don't even need to be here. It's just it's going grand. So you know what I did? I pulled out a, a sheet of scriptures that had, had some things like that on it. And I was sitting there meditating on the name of Jesus. And I said, I said just what we just said. I looked at my hands while I'm standing there. And, you know, I, I wanted you to know this. I was not sloughing off on my job. You hear that? Sometimes people hear you talk about stuff and they think, oh, well, I'm going to meditate on the Word while I'm working. And they're not doing what they're being paid to do. That's wrong. That's wrong. Okay? When you're on a job, man, be the best employee there. Do more than they ask you to do. You know? Be there early. You know? Stay late. Do, what, do whatever it takes to be, you know, what God's called you to be. But, you know, uh, I, I was doing this and I had that moment and, 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 and somebody, while I was, I, was, I was running the machine, somebody right by me got hurt. This, I mean, this stuff happened more than once. The one I'm thinking of, though, is somebody on my line got their finger jammed in the machine, you know, down the way. The machine I was running, you know, it had, it had uh, other people down at the end of the line that was working. I was just at the front. And this guy hurt his finger, it got it jammed in a, you know, how, you ever been on a factory place and that stuff happens? That's why they teach you first aid the first day in a factory job. It's because that stuff does happen. So he, he, he got his finger jammed. You know what I did without thinking? I grabbed his finger and I said, in the name of Jesus, be healed. And the guy looked at me with big eyes. He goes, wow, it's better. It feels better. And I turned around. There was my boss standing right by me. Just going, hmm. Say, hey, you just got saved workman's cop. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name of Jesus. You know, uh, as a parent, you know, when your kids are sick, that's, that's a way to pray. You know, uh, just go lay hands on your kids and believe in it. Lay hands on them and say, in Jesus' name. 
I command sickness to go. I know when my kids were young, we had so many things that happened. I bet you guys have too. Just miracles happen. I've noticed this. Do you want to hear this? I've noticed this, that as kids get older, they've got to use some of their own faith. Okay? It isn't quite as easy as it was when they were young. I don't know which one of you. I get, them mixed, I get these kids mis, mixed up. One of them's Kara and one of them's Casey, though. But when they were little, I remember they had ballet. And one, one time, uh, uh, you know, they, they took every Saturday, we went to ballet class. And, and I, I was the designated driver and took them to class. And I'd run errands while they were in their little class. And I'd always get back right on time, correct? You know, close. They're always like, Dad, Dad, you got to be there when we're out. You know, and I'd cruise in two minutes late, but I'd be there. Anyway, but uh, one, one Saturday night, they're sitting in our, our, our front room, and, and we had this little stool. I think we still have it in the house. It was a wooden stool that they used to sit on, play on, all that. And one of them had their toe underneath the leg of that, that stool, and the other one jumped on top of it. And you know what, as a parent, what I, I saw it all happen. It was right there in slow motion almost. You know what I did? I grabbed the hurt child. Do you know which one it was? Was it you, Casey, or Kara? I think it was Casey. You know, I grabbed my hand over her toe, you know, because it was barefoot, and I, I ran into the bedroom, and I just, I, what I was, you know what I was doing? I was getting her away from all the, the, the excitement. Mm -hmm. Getting her away from the commotion. Took her in the bedroom. Had, I didn't take my hand off her toe because you know why? I, also, I didn't want her to see it. I looked, and her toe was black and blue and swelling, okay? And, and right then I said, Casey, I said, do you, do you believe Jesus will heal you right now? And she goes, yep. Because, you know, she's a little older, so I want her to agree with me. When you're praying for people, one good thing to do is always say, hey, is it all right if I do this? Would it be cool if we prayed right now in Jesus' name? What you're doing is you're getting their agreement, okay? So um, people's will ha has a lot to do with what you see done in their life, okay? So anyway, she was just little. She goes, oh, yeah, yeah. So we just said, in Jesus' name, we command this toe to be healed, be normal in the name of Jesus. Let her go, you know. Kind of work through the emotion of it all. Because it's emotional too. Things like that happen. It's more than just physical pain. It's emotional. So we sat and we, we just kind of worked through it. But I, I, you know, we still didn't draw any attention to her toe after that. And I just said, all right, just go play. You know, and some time passed. And, and, and I, I, I noticed that she was using her foot totally normally. So I said, hey, Casey, would you show me what you learned in dance today? And, you know, they're doing ballet and stuff. So... She got up on her toes, and she did the, you know, just like that. It was exactly like that. And, and, and um, when she got done, I said, hey, hey, whatever happened to your toe? And, and her face got big, and she looked at me, and she goes, how did Jesus do that? <laughs> I'll tell you what. There's, you use faith in the name. Faith in the name. There's healing power. In the name of Jesus. Jesus said this, you believe in my name, you'll lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Thank you for listening to Liberty Christian Center's podcast. To partner with this ministry or for any additional information, please visit libertychristiancenter.org.